Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you, John, and welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. We're delighted that you have joined us today. Friends, I want you to know that I deeply appreciate all of you who are listening and who are leaving feedback to the podcast. We deeply appreciate it, and we really hope that the podcast is a a means of encouragement and inspiration to you. And in keeping with that, we have got a wonderful guest here today on our podcast. We've got Amber Jones. Amber, it's a delight to have you here in the studio for this recording today. I'm absolutely honored to be able to come on and share a little bit about Grace Story and have a conversation with you today. Yeah, and then all it cost me was a pizza, so that's, that's not right. bad, you know. I, I'll trade off for that any day, so. That's right, and it was good. Oh, good. I'm glad you... Plug for Domino's you. right there. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a pizza, no, no, we'll go there. Uh, so... Amber Jones, if you, if those of you who may not know this, Amber is the founder and president of an exciting and wonderful ministry called Grace Story. And this ministry started back in February 2019. Isn't that right, Amber? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like it's been going, but it's we're just a year and a half in. Yeah. And I remember when that all began, and I was privileged to be on the board, the first board that was put together, and that was those were exciting, yes, and anxious. You times. were our founding chairman, and <laughs> wow, and I and I to this day still say you were one of my biggest cheerleaders, oh. encouragers as we got started. Well, I still am one of your fans, Amber. You know that I still believe in you and on what you're doing, and I'm just thrilled to have you here. So, first of all, I would just like for you to kind of just let the crowd know a little bit, like who you are and about your wonderful family. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I grew up in the heart of Cincinnati. Um, my parents worked for GBS, uh, God's Bible School, down there, right there, close to Vine Street and where mm-hmm. the riots and, you know, yeah, city <laughs> living. And um, fell in love with a Canadian that lived in Michigan who wanted to be a large animal veterinarian. Wow. And so I remember as we were talking about marriage, and I said, well, as long as Walmart is never a day trip where we say, let's get <laughs> dressed up, kids, and go to Walmart. So he kind of made that, you know, that that that's something we could do. Uh-huh. And uh, I call it the slow-boiling frog effect mm-hmm. because it was about 20 minutes, and then it was about 35, and now it is truly a five-hour shopping trip every two weeks, and uh, we're we're living, you know, we're living right there in the middle of cornfield country. Wow. Well, I just hope you get a Dollar General nearby or something, you know, to, to bail you out. Yeah, Dollar General promised to be within five min- minutes from every uh, wow. every citizen. So this city girl now lives on a farm, and what all, what do you all do you do there with your business there? Tell, what kind yeah, of- so we raise grass-fed beef, okay. and it is just the coolest life. Sometimes I still think, wow, I mean, the fact that I get to wake up in the location that I do and um, with everything that people were posting on social media Uh about COVID and feeling isolated and socially distanced, 
um, having to stock up on toilet paper. I'll tell you, I felt like I did that about nine years ago, went through that transition of what am I doing here in the middle of nowhere? But the ways God really grew me through mm-hmm. that, right, right. I had lived a very busy life mm-hmm. and getting in the middle of the country there where there weren't activities mm-hmm. to fill the void that I had. Um, a Christian, I was mm-hmm. a Christian, but I just had this void of um, where do I fit and and who am I before mm-hmm. God and, mm-hmm. and does he see me, does he hear me? And I'll tell you, some of those lonely praying out in the cornfield days of crying out to God really helped um, shape me into who I am today. That's incredible. I'm glad you shared that because that really dovetails right in to what we want to get to the heart of, and that is, first of all, what is Grace Story? And then secondly, what was it What was it behind this movement that started, that caused you to have the vision to start Grace Story? So twofold. Number one, yeah. kind of give everybody an idea of what it is, and then how God led you to start this ministry. Yeah. Um, so Grace Story, one of our goals is to connect people with the resources, mm-hmm. education, and community they need to um, to really fulfill God's plan for them on this journey of restoration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've been asked before, well, restoration, what it, what is it that you mean by that? What are you being restored to, like your your previous normal Mm -hmm. if you've had trauma or, you know, what is restoration? What are you restoring to? And um, we like to take it back to Genesis, the very first chapter Mm -hmm. when God created man for relationship. That's right. And there Mm -hmm. have been so many times just because of the fall of humanity. I mean, we're not even talking about deep, deep trauma necessarily, just the fall of of man and the curse and and all of that that happened right there at the beginning. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a separation. And we are still under that curse today. We still are in a very, very real spiritual battle with um, the enemy that sought to destroy us back then. And so we seek, as Grace Story, we seek to um, come alongside people on their journey as some are seeking to relearn who God is. Some are seeking to know him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And really that takes me back to where um, about four years ago I was in. I had been a very good Christian girl, a rule follower, and uh, I had looked the part and talked the part. I had talked and taught in Sunday schools and at camp mm-hmm. meetings. Um, but there came a point where I realized we have four children and I had been raising them with this view of God that was loving and unconditionally loving and kind and good and fair and just. And I wanted to serve that God. Mm -hmm. Um, The God that I served inside of my own mind was a God who was vindictive and I was waiting for the other shoe to fall. And if things were going too good or there was too much blessing. You know, I remember holding one of my babies after they were born and we were sitting at some friend's house who had lost a child. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there saying, oh, we've never lost a child. And just panic overcoming me and saying, I, I bet he's going to kill my baby. He's going to take, oh my, he's going to take my baby yeah. because we've had so much good. He needs to know, you know, he's going to make me know that he's God and mm-hmm. he's in control. Mm-hmm. And I remember the whisper, this was before any of my kind of counseling processing Mm -hmm. journey, but hearing the whisper of God just say, I am not a vindictive God. That's powerful. And I held on to that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but there did come a point about four years ago, like I mentioned, where I said, okay, there's the God that I teach and there's the God that I live out in my own head and heart. Yeah, so it's so easy, isn't it, to have in theory, yeah. we can we can, you know, we can spell it out right. and we have it in theory, but in reality, in our day by day way we live, it, it it doesn't really play out, does it? Right. There there is this disconnect between that and how we really deeply in our hearts believe God to be. Yeah. I once heard somebody say that the longest distance um, to span is the distance from our head to our heart, taking mm-hmm. what we know with our head and really connecting it to live out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I stopped and I asked God uh, just to show me. Now, I'm a strong little child. I don't, you know, <laughs> my parents, bless them, um, they they had a struggle. I, I was the kind of ultimate teenager that would question, and I wanted to know why. And, uh-huh. and right. so that conversation with God maybe didn't look quite as holy as some um, would have liked it to look, but I, I just asked him, would you show me who you really are? Who are you really? I am going on this journey to seek you, as the Bible says, seek you with my whole heart. Right, right. And it was interesting the way God took me on that journey. Mm-hmm. He brought people and resources into my life to be as tangible hands and feet, to do his will, to open scripture in ways that I maybe hadn't mm-hmm. seen it before. Um, and about a year and a half into that, there was a moment where one mentor that had been helping me with, with really processing some of the baggage I had brought into marriage, Mm -hmm. um, and some of the old walls and ways of defense and Mm -hmm. that just weren't working anymore. Right. Um, and that I needed to address. And so as I had conversation with this mentor of mine and really began to see that she was investing in my life. She cared deeply about the goings on mm-hmm. of my life. And God used that human, imperfect person to show me that if she could love me this much and I, there was nothing I could do to repay anything, she mm-hmm. didn't need me. Mm-hmm. She had her own life. There was nothing I could do to earn her love, and she just did how much more must he love me? That's right. And that was, so about a year and a half in, oh my goodness, I would have been probably 32, 33-year-old woman learning for the first time yeah. there is a God mm-hmm. that loves me. Right. And up to that point in my life, um, I had lived out of, you know, you go into funerals and no one would have known. Mm-hmm. I, I played the part well. I mean, image was was very important, and I was playing that part well of the good Christian mom with four kids, and we're homeschooling, and mm-hmm. you know, we're we're doing this thing. Now you were the model, poster child, yeah, uh, yeah, right. I'd go to funerals and just be jealous, and I'd go home and I'd tell Darren, it's it's not that um, I'm suicidal; it's that that they're finished. They don't have to worry about anything about how, what is going to, that look of on Jesus's face when they get to heaven. And to me, I always just imagined getting there on a technicality because I'd followed all the rules uh, and Jesus was going to have to let me in because I I had followed it by the book. And somehow 
he would say, well, you can come in, but that look of disappointment that I fully expected to see on his face when I got to heaven, that's not the hope that we live by. You know, that's not what you live out of that joy of service. I mean, why am I going to tell people to follow this God Mm -hmm. so you can get to heaven and live eternally with someone who's totally disappointed that you're over at their party? Yeah, right. You know, and... To start having that shift, it was powerful yes. in my own life yeah. to start realizing, wow, there, there is another, there is, there is another way to do this. Uh-huh. And there is another, um, another option than just living life waiting mm-hmm. for the inevitable. There is a hope. Yeah. And that's why I love what you're doing here with Hope Along the Journey, because it is talking to those people that were right where I was and saying, no, there's, there's something better here. Yeah. Yeah, there is. It's I, not know, elusive I, and it's not exclusive. It's it's I like available. That. I like that. So. You know, you said something, Amber, that I just want to pick up on just for a moment. Yeah. You talked about how this mentor in your life showed you this unconditional love. Would you would you agree with that probably it's it's almost impossible for us to be able to understand God's unconditional love on a vertical level if we don't experience it on a horizontal level? Yeah, absolutely. Um it's been said you can't give what you haven't experienced. You can't mm-hmm. give what you don't have. And even with our kids, we can absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can love them and fight for them. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have a healthy view of who God is and have that foundation of a trustworthy God, mm-hmm. um, a God who's watching out for us no matter what, right. it is hard right. to live that out. Right. It, so that kind of plays into like, so I, I want to take Grace's story and I want to cut it right in half. Yeah. So first of all, there's this word grace, because yeah. it sounds to me like that that was like a missing, the big missing piece in the puzzle for you was maybe you grew up with with a misunderstanding or maybe not even really understanding the grace of God. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? And wh- why did you choose Grace for Grace Story? There, there, there has to be a reason why Grace is in the name of this ministry. It is. And even as I, like, so at one Sunday afternoon, um, I was sitting on our farm, beautiful sunny day, and just sitting out on the porch and shifting through Facebook, read someone's post, series of events, and I just felt like God gave me this format for how to reach women. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a woman, that's where I started. We right, actually right. plan to go into some men's conferences as well mm-hmm. and reach the whole family because we're about whole family, whole person mm-hmm. um, healing. But that that it started with women. And along with the vision that God gave me for Grace Story, this verse, and, and I just want to quote it, but 1 Peter 5.10 came alongside mm-hmm. the vision. It was the foundation of the vision. And it says, in the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And it really caught my attention that God himself, this very God that I had asked, you know, several years earlier, would you come and show me who you are? That is the God who had yes, used resources and people, but he himself had orchestrated the events that brought me to that moment where he was able to redeem my story. 
not to make Grace Story come out of, well, this happened to me, and so now I'm doing this. What happened informed that, but it was more of an understanding of, wow, if this happened to me, there are so many other people like me that just need a fresh viewing of who God is and the power that he has and can display in their life. Amen. Which brings us to the other half of this name, and and that is its grace story. Yeah. And so, you know, that that story, we all have a story to tell. Yeah. And the most beautiful thing about it is we can all be part of God's story too. Yeah. So talk a little bit about this story and where where does this concept of the story fit into Grace Story Ministries? Now, yeah. I know this. I'm, right. I understand I this, but but I, I'm baiting you to tell right. the audience, all right? Because well, I think this is great. Yeah, even with our stories, you know, right now story is such a trend word. I mean, uh-huh. marketing, uh-huh. it's story branding, all these things. And so as that strong-willed child, I kind of, you know, at first didn't want to go with story because I wanted to be unique. Mm-hmm. But the power of story and that it's still being written. Yes. So many of us live our life out of this kind of resignation mm-hmm. of, well, this is, this is like, we have to just accept it. Mm-hmm. And there is a very real value to questioning with the right spirit. And that is the key there. The questioning, God is not scared or intimidated by our questions, but it is with seeking with our whole heart, with the sincerity of openness. God changed the narrative as you see fit. Mm -hmm. And when we are looking to him to change the narrative, we're going to learn so much about ourselves, about who we are in Christ, Mm -hmm. about the relationships. Um, And that's where the growth comes. Mm -hmm. So this isn't something where it's just like, wow, you know, the self-help. Grace Story is not a self-help organization. When we talk about self-care, it isn't this, uh, you know, just go to the spa every week. Mm Self-care goes so much deeper than that. And I, and I love right. what one counselor friend of ours said, self-care is stewardship of the life that God has given us. That's excellent. That is excellent. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so much we could, I'd like to say, but I'd like, I, I, for time's sake, let's kind of move into talking about what it, the exciting event that's getting ready to happen. And that's coming up, let's see here, in November 13 and 14 yeah. is the second Grace Story Conference. So kind of tell people, first of all, like what what would you expect at a Grace Story uh, convention or conference? What would you expect? And then I want you to put a real good plug in for the conference. Because last year I know was a phenomenal conference. So what do you got planned? What can people expect? Talk to us about what's coming up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So last year, as you know, I mean, we started as a team in February and by November we had our first conference and um, and that seemed really ambitious. But it was interesting to me as we went into this year with its unique challenges, um, how God had positioned Grace Story to be able to meet the need. And, uh, and, and it was vital that we have that first conference. When you come to, to Grace Story Conference, you can expect um, a really fun blend of storytellers. So those are, those are people who tell the story of their life and how God's grace has shown up in it. 
And then um, one of the unique aspects of Grace Story Conference is that we follow that up with an instructor session. And this is someone who is a master's level or higher instructor who will come in and, and kind of dissect some of these hard to get concepts like what are boundaries how do you set them um brain neuroscience some of these things where you're like oh i i don't know that sounds hard they really bring it down to our level and make it practical tools that you can just take home you can start that very minute and start putting some real things into play um, we have our self-care vendor market, and that is just so fun. We've got consultants and people that you can ask real-time questions. Mm-hmm. I know for me, one of the drawbacks or, or hesitations, really, to starting my journey was that I, I knew something was off, that I needed some help, but where do I start? And, um, you know, we all see these movies where there's the stereotyped you're laying on the couch and the counselor has a clipboard and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go lay on a couch and, and cry. Right, right. By going to conference, we have those counselors there and, you know, maybe you'll get to know Rebecca and realize she she's just a real person. Mm -hmm. And I think I could talk to Rebecca and I think I could tell her my story Mm -hmm. and I think Rebecca could help me. Right. right. That there's some very powerful um, connections that start there. So it's kind of a starting place, but it's it's not an ending place. Correct. It's just a beginning for people. But you at least got a roadmap. There, here's right. you know, because I think a lot of people feel stuck. Yeah, they really do. Like, I know my life stinks, but I'm stuck. Yeah. I have no clue how to live the life that I've always wanted to live, or I felt like God wants me to live. Yeah, and and then in order to you know you don't know what to do with it. So in order to to make it work, you say, well, but then again, at least I'm not as bad off as, <laughs> and then we go into minimization and comparison mm-hmm. and like, well, right. at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about them, I should take them a meal, you know, <laughs> like, no, you're, you're going to yeah, need right. some help too. And that's okay. Right. Thank God your story isn't so-and-so's, right. but your story is your own and it's real. And it's where you live. You live in your story. Right. And so, and God cares about your story. Mm-hmm. And so he's been at work since the beginning of time for this moment, for your story. It's so easy for us, Pastor Mark, for people to realize, like, to throw out, to disregard, to minimize Mm -hmm. this idea of a personal God. Right. A God that is so carefully in tune to where you are and where you live that he would care for you to listen to this podcast in time to hear about a conference that might help. That's right. And get you started on your journey. And our goal is to walk those first steps with you. And it's not just at the beginning when you're looking for help, because we have those moments. I mean, even myself, this is a journey I am on with the followers of Grace Story. Mm -hmm. There's new things that crop up, and then I have a new set of first steps to take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I have a few more tools to put in and, and take along with me on yeah, that journey. That's great. And I like the word journey. And of course, my podcast, Yes, people ask me, well, why'd you call it Hope Along the Journey? Because, yeah. well, number one, because I feel like people need hope, but this other aspect is the journey. Right. Because we, did, we, we didn't get where we are overnight. It was a journey that right. brought us to where we are, but it's going to be a journey to get out from where we are to move on to where we need to be. Right. And there is just really, it's, it's just an ongoing journey, is it not? Right. That we yeah. have, but God yeah. invites us and wants to do the journey with us. 
And I think that's where some of the hope comes in. If we can grasp that it's not this idealization of hope. You know, some of us would like to think that hope is when we have finally reached that resting place mm-hmm. that we sing about, like um, that where there's peace and unity in relationships. And, and that's hope is when we're finally like, wow, I, that's what I want. Like, ooh, that's what I'm working for. Hope, um, there's there's a poem by Vaclav Havel, and i um, not even sure if I'm saying it right, but he says, hope is an orientation of our spirit. And it's the That's understanding right. that mm-hmm. our hope is found not in our circumstances, not that things are going good or that we expect for them to be good mm-hmm. soon. You know, that's not even hope. Right. It's right. that no matter what happens, we understand that he who holds us has us, and that is our hope. Mm-hmm. That is our hope, that the foundation with which we live out our life and parent our kids and mm-hmm. and live in relationship with our spouse and um, the people we go to church with. Hope is found not in perfection of relationship. That's so true, right. right. It's in a God who cares about those relationships mm-hmm. and can give us wisdom for moments and, and that we can live in a hopeful state that he's got it. He's got it. We can rest in him. I do think that there's a lot of people that come to Grace Story with with a little bit of the identification with where I was and some of the things I share through my Instagram page, um, my grace story. But um, this idea of, you know, we we were mandated in the Bible, go go make disciples, right? Like, go make disciples. Well, as I heard, um, not sure if you're familiar with Ray Vanderlaan, who um, works with Focus on the Family some, but he says disciples in the Bible was this this understanding of knowing who your rabbi or your teacher was mm-hmm. and imitating your teacher. Mm-hmm. Some of what Grace Story is doing is going back and helping us relearn who our teacher is mm-hmm. and resting in that because it's hard to live out hope when you're not sure if God is trustworthy, if That's he's not so right. good, so true. if he's not kind. So once we have an underpinning foundation of a trustworthy God, then no matter what happens mm-hmm. in the election, no matter what happens in yeah. it, with COVID or anything else that we're dealing right now, and there were a lot of real problems before COVID and the election, mm-hmm. people are already dealing with some very real issues. Mm-hmm. It's the same God who cares with where you are. He sees you. But if you don't have that underpinning of he is trustworthy and good and kind, no right. matter what, it's hard to live out hope. Yeah. I, yeah, And it, it is so true. And uh, I think of what A.W. Tozer said, what comes to our mind when we think of God is the most important thing about us. Yes. And that's so yes. true. If we have a skewed misrepresentation of, of the God who's revealed to us in Scripture and in the face of Jesus Christ then our lives are going to be lived miserably longing like the you know like yeah. the poor horse chasing the carrot but never quite getting there right and that's what our lives are going to be amber the, you have just done phenomenal today what you've shared today has just been incredibly important but i want to give you an opportunity to put a plug in for grace story and so this is your shot to tell them all about all the social media, all the cool okay. stuff, where to find everything, any 
this is your plug, so go for it. Tell them what the, the, my listeners what they need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Grace Story Ministries, and My Grace Story is where I share some of my own journey. Um, we have a fantastic podcast that God has brought um, as a ministry that has come out of the need to connect with people right where they are, even without conference. So conference is a fantastic two days of learning and growing together. We hope that people can join us. This year we've added in the digital streaming um, so that people can watch right from where they are. We had 16 states represented at conference last year, and we know with some of the um, you know, the unique circumstances that have right, hit us, right. not everybody's going to be able to come. So we've added that option in. Um, you can find that on our website, gracestoryministries.com. And um, I'd love to offer your listeners a unique promo code that they can save 25% off if they would like to still get in on conference and register. Okay. Um, Grace Friends. So all caps, all one words, no space, Grace Friends. And you can save 25% off and still join us at conference, either from your home with a high-quality exclusive link that we'll send you right to your email um, or for the in-person conference that is in, at Springdale Nazarene here in Cincinnati. So. All right. So you heard what she said. So reach out to her. And I'm sure, too, if somebody had personally wanted to reach out and connect with you. Yeah. Um, they could somehow connect through Facebook or yep, some means yep. they could get a hold of you because I'm sure... Right, through private be... or direct messaging through yeah. that. And and I always keep that very confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're struggling today and you would like to start your journey of restoration, please do reach out. Uh, we have care staff that we we try to um, refer mm-hmm. to only Christian counselors. and um, And so... We'll be here for you. All right. Yeah. Amber, it's been a joy to have you today. And your mom, she's sitting back there. We, we yeah. wave at her. Yeah. Nobody can see her. She, <laughs> Your mom was so funny. She worried whether or not this is going to be video and anybody yeah, would so be. She would be so nobody would, she didn't want anybody to see her. You know? Yes. No, <laughs> so, she is a Grace Steer Story um, cheerleader. Oh, my goodness. She's one of our biggest fans as well. I'll tell you. She's yeah. believed in me from the beginning. And that has meant so much. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, listeners, we're so glad that you joined us today, my friends. Thank you so much for being part of this ministry, this podcast. And as we close, as I always remind you at the close of this podcast, that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. And as long as you have Jesus Christ, there's hope for you along life's journey. And may you find that hope today found only in Jesus Christ. God bless you. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.